Welcome to the program. Those of you who are watching will see I'm wearing my John Fetterman hoodie today. Uh, John Fetterman did indeed win his Senate race yesterday. That is really good news. And I want to start with results from these extraordinarily important 2022 midterms. I will not rehash all of the reasons why these midterms are so important, not the least of which, however, it should be said is trying to maintain a democracy in which not just this year, but in two years, in 2024, we can be confident that the candidates who get the most votes are accepted as the winners and assume their offices without controversy. And we know that that almost didn't happen in 2020. Expectations increasingly were for an overwhelming red wave that would devastate Democrats It didn't happen. It didn't happen. We still don't know. It's still unclear. Big picture. Who's going to end up controlling the House? Uh, Republicans have picked up seats, but as of right now, we don't know who will control the House. We don't know for sure who will control the Senate, but things are looking increasingly okay there for Democrats and some critical gubernatorial races, MAGA candidates failing miserably. And this result is a disaster for Republicans. Now, I know that there are people tweeting me saying, David, Republicans will probably still take the House and then the Senate's going to be split. What do you mean it's a disaster for Republicans? Historically, Republicans should have done really well. And based on all of the polling that Republicans themselves were pointing to, they were saying this is going to be overwhelming. It's going to be open and shut. Republicans easily take the House with a nice margin. Republicans take the Senate. Republicans win all of the critical gubernatorial races. None of that is happening. None of that is happening. Um, Oz and Mastriano lost. Tudor Dixon lost. Herschel Walker currently losing, but probably heading towards a runoff. And we will see where that goes. Lauren Boebert might lose. Boebert, an incumbent MAGA Republican. Blake Masters down. It will probably be called today for his opponent, Mark Kelly. Sarah Palin laughed away. Carrie Lake, we don't yet know, but she very well may lose, even though it increasingly was being said, oh, Carrie Lake's going to win. And if Republicans take the House, it will be by the smallest margin. Let's get right into it, starting with the Senate. Who will control the Senate? Right now, we know 48 48. Republicans have so far not made any pickups and Democrats have, as of right now, made one pickup. If we looked at flipped seats, that is indeed Pennsylvania, where John Fetterman has defeated television doctor Mehmet Oz with 94 percent of the vote in. It is Fetterman a little over 50, Oz a little over 47, about three points separating them. That is a really good result. Fetterman is a really good candidate who suffered a stroke some months ago, struggled in a recent debate, clearly not a cognitive issue. If you've seen in particular his speeches recently, if you see him right, this is an auditory processing issue. And it seems that the voters realize that. Now, what's the counterpoint? A quack TV doctor who has no business being senator almost won. Right. That you, you can always find pros and cons there. Uh, If we go back to the broader Senate map, a critical race is that in Georgia, Raphael Warnock, the incumbent Democrat, trying to beat off a challenge from serial liar and completely clueless, barely able to speak former football player Herschel Walker. There is what's called the 50 percent rule in Georgia. If neither candidate gets 50 percent, there would be a runoff. There are three candidates and the third party candidate, Oliver, has just over two percent of the vote right now. Raphael Warnock is leading by half a point, which is 18,000 votes. No matter where this shakes out, if it's Warnock by half a point or Walker by half a point, it doesn't look as though either will get to that 50% mark, meaning there will be a runoff. If that's the case, we're all going to Georgia. And I don't know if I will physically be going to Georgia. I may, or we may try to figure out digitally how to pour everything we can. Herschel Walker must not be uh, allowed to become a senator in the United States. It's horrifying. Other uh, important races in North Carolina. It briefly looked like Beasley might have a chance. The Democrat at at defense at uh, taking that seat from Ted Budd. Ultimately, it did go for Ted Budd. It was expected, but there was a brief glimmer of hope there. 
in Ohio, J.D. Vance did defeat Tim Ryan. That was expected. The polling was really pretty clear there. An extremely important race is Arizona. It has not yet been called. It is starting to look like it will be. I want to be careful because news continues to break. Blake Masters may be the worst person in the world as an individual. Walker is less qualified, but Blake Masters seems like a genuinely worse person. Mark Kelly, the incumbent right now, leading by five. There is speculation it might be called today. Only 69 percent of the vote is in there. A couple of other key races in the state of Nevada. Adam Laxalt has taken the lead against Cortez Masto. That's disappointing. And we are going to keep an eye on that. And in Wisconsin, we still don't know for sure. But with 94 percent of the vote in Ron Johnson, the incumbent is looking like he's going to be able to stave off a challenge from Mandela Barnes, a great guy who has been a guest on this program. Six percent of the vote remains to be counted and we can maintain some amount of hope there. So in the Senate right now, completely plausible that Democrats maintain control. We will know probably within a couple of days. Looking now at gubernatorial races again, not a disaster for Democrats. With what we know so far, Democrats have made two pickups in terms of governors and Republicans have made none important races there. Of course, Pennsylvania, where thankfully Josh Shapiro, a great candidate, a genuinely great candidate, has easily defeated conspiracy theorist MAGA Trump riot steal the election lunatic Doug Mastriano. This could decide the 2024 presidential election. The winner of this race, which is Josh Shapiro, will decide who is the secretary of state in Pennsylvania. And that person will run the 2024 election, which could decide who is president of the United States of critical importance. We're also looking very strongly at Arizona. Um, Carrie Lake, a complete cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs conspiracy theorist who wanted to secede, who wants to end all abortion, a dangerous, dangerous woman. Right now, she's down six tenths of a point. We have to wait. We are hopeful. We are hopeful Carrie Lake will lose in Georgia. As expected, Brian Kemp did defeat Stacey Abrams. That's too bad, but it was expected based on the polling in Texas. Beto O'Rourke lost badly to incumbent Greg Abbott. Beto O'Rourke's political future is definitely in question after yet another worse than expected loss in Michigan. Fortunately, this is another loss for MAGA. Tudor Dixon, the Trump endorsed conspiracy theorist, lost by 10 to the incumbent Democratic governor Gretchen Whitmer. Uh, Wisconsin, rather, was briefly in question, but Evers defeated Michaels by about three and a half points. That's really great news. And we're still waiting for results from Oregon, which if the Republican Drazen or Drazon, I forget the pronunciation, were to win in Oregon, it would be the first Republican governor in decades. Right now, Kotek, the Democrat, is ahead by one. Only 76 percent of the vote has been counted. And lastly, we have the House of Representatives, the House of Representatives, the most likely to go to Republicans. Indeed, Republicans have currently made 10 pickups. They need 17 more seats to take control. It was apparently a foregone conclusion. It is now not a foregone conclusion. If they win, it will be a small margin. One interesting race, hard to focus on a lot of races here, but if we do go to Colorado and you go to the third district, the third district, you will see that Lauren Boebert is losing by 1.2. Lauren Boebert, if she is defeated, would be the second big MAGA cartoon to lose this cycle. Madison Cawthorn losing his primary after not even a full term. It's possible Lauren Boebert will lose as well. Ninety percent of the vote is in. She's the incumbent. She's a MAGA extremist, and she is currently down by one point two. This all may come down in terms of the Senate to Georgia. There is no red wave. The red wave is dead. Do not let anybody trick you. And I will even have clips of Republicans admitting this momentarily. But the red wave is dead. There may be a ripple. Should have been a great midterm for Republicans. It'll end up being sort of eh, okay. 
and of critical importance, Democratic governors won in Pennsylvania, Michigan and Wisconsin. Those three races this year could determine who the next president of the United States is. And we'll have time to talk about that as well. Fox News hosts and guests flipping their lids as the red wave collapsed, crumbled. It was like, you know, when you put cotton candy in water and it just disappears, that was the the red wave disappearing last night. Check out some of these clips, starting with Fox News pundit Mark Thiessen saying this is a disaster for the Republican Party. Just think about this. Uh, we welcome back uh, Mark Thiessen and Hell Ford Jr. to the panel. Uh, we talked a lot about debates and when some candidates did debates and some didn't do them. Had the October 25th debate been September 30th, mm. would this race have changed? Mm. Mark? I, I think it might have or maybe it wouldn't have. I mean, I think there's a broader issue here, which mm -hmm. is that. So think about this. We have the worst inflation in four decades, the worst collapse in real wages in 40 years, the worst crime wave since the 1990s, the worst border crisis in U.S. history. We have Joe Biden, who is the least popular president since Harry Truman. Since now, none of this stuff is true, and I'll prove it in a moment. Presidential polling happened and there wasn't a red wave. That is a searing indictment of the Republican Party. All right. So a lot, a lot, a lot of admitting there that this is a disaster. Brian Kilmeade with a similar perspective, repeating many of the same lies shifted. And right now, Zelda is probably within five points. It might be out of reach for him. There's no been concession there. You see, there's some unhappiness. But I don't know about you guys. I'm shocked there was a no red wave. Oh. If you think about inflation, a 40 year high crime, the worst since the 1980s, the unpopular president with an agenda that's right. more green oriented than people oriented. Yeah, they are telling you all lies. OK, yes, they are correctly pointing out the red wave failed. Credit to them for pointing that out. But let's fact check this. I love it. Worst inflation in four decades, they say. Reality, it's the worst inflation since 1989. It's 33 years. It did hit pieces of four decades. Maybe we give them a pass on that one. But check out some of these other ones. Worst collapse in real wages in 40 years. That would take us to 1982. That is very clearly not true. Median inflation adjusted. That's what they mean by real inflation adjusted wages. That is not a chart that suggests now wages are at their lowest point in 40 years. In fact, it is very much the opposite. Very, very much the opposite. We're at a peak, not at the bottom. They are liars. They said worse crime since the 1990s or the 1980s. Even that's also not true. Here's the crime rate since the 1990s. And as you can see, it has actually declined over that period of time. It has declined. Even if you look specifically, as we will do now at murder homicide, those rates have also declined, although they have very recently ticked up a hair. But overall, it is part of a downward trend. Worst border crisis in history, they say. Well, I don't know how you measure that. Is it the number of people you catch or that you don't catch? It is true that arrests at the border are up. But that means we're catching people. That means they're not getting in here. How is that a crisis? And importantly, nothing really has changed under Biden since Donald Trump at the border. And then lastly, they, they said Biden, least popular president since Truman. That's not true. Joe Biden right now is about as popular as Trump was at this point in his presidency, about as popular as Ronald Reagan was at this point in his presidency. Within a point or two of Barack Obama and Clinton's popularity at this point in their presidencies. And by the way, were it not for 9-11, which buoyed George W. Bush's approval rating, uh, Biden would be doing better than George W. Bush as well. That the reason Bush ended up with temporarily a higher approval was 9-11. OK, every claim is a lie. They are furious. Maybe look at reality. Historically low unemployment, um, stock market, GDP, you know, all, all the indicators we talk about. And then maybe they would be a little bit less shocked. Republicans in Arizona wasted no time claiming fraud yesterday. There is absolutely nothing to this. 
but they wasted no time claiming fraud. Charlie Kirk, who lives in Arizona and was very involved with the Carrie Lake campaign and Blake Masters, tweeting out two hour wait minimum at most polling places in Maricopa. Democrats running elections here knew this would happen. Traffic jam by design. Don't let them do 2020 again. Wait in line and vote. It turns out actually that Democrats don't run elections in Maricopa County. The Board of Supervisors is four Republicans and one Democrat. Same thing with the county recorder. 2020 was safe and secure in Arizona, but they were starting to catch up on this Arizona stuff. Here's Brett Bayer saying it's a little suspicious over there. We kind of knew that this election was going to happen. You know, I mean, right. oh, you mean maybe we've been getting ready for it for a while. How about how about we fix the machines? I mean, why is this happening? Can we get our head around? There are going to be problems all over the country, some problems, but for it to happen here, for yeah. it to happen now in this way is kind of strange. No, well, what you have to remember is it's not that it's happening. It's that Republicans decided we're going to say that there's fraud in Arizona. Really, there were no waits or very short waits in most places. Residents are allowed to vote at any polling place they want, not just the one nearest their home. And there's a very good NPR piece. Arizona's Maricopa County says it's identified a solution for voting equipment issues. There was an issue with a tabulator. Um, It was dealt with. It was not a huge deal, but rest assured. If Carrie Lake loses, she's losing right now, but we have to wait until all the votes are counted. If Carrie Lake loses, she will say it was fraud. Let's take a quick break and be right back with a very, very busy news day today. Our sponsor, Magic Spoon, is the breakfast cereal that tastes amazing, but without the sugar, carbs and the crazy ingredients. Magic Spoon has taken your favorite childhood cereals and brilliantly transform them into something you can feel good about eating because each serving has zero grams of sugar under five net carbs and is packed with 13 grams of protein. So it'll work for keto and low carb, but it's really perfect for anyone who wants the occasional sweet, crunchy treat without the sugar. Their portfolio of eight plus unique, delicious flavors allow you to never get bored My favorite is maple waffle, but they've got the classics like cocoa, fruity, frosted, also cinnamon roll, blueberry muffin. Our entire team has been eating Magic Spoon for years. We love it. But if you don't, they send you all your money back. It's really easy. Magic Spoon has been supporting the David Pakman show for a long time. They always give my audience five dollars off when you go to magicspoon.com slash Pakman and use the code Pakman. You can just tap the link in the podcast notes. One of our sponsors today is BetterHelp. Uh, Viewers of the show, listeners know I'm a big advocate of therapy. Uh, I think it's important to make it more accessible, remove any stigma that might be associated. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp is therapy done entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. Fill out a brief questionnaire. You'll be matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. I'm a huge believer in talk therapy and BetterHelp is making it more accessible to more people. You can even find a therapist who specializes in certain areas, which maybe you can't find where you are geographically. There are lots of great benefits to doing therapy online. Get it off your chest. Visit BetterHelp. Go to BetterHelp.com slash Pacman show today to get 10 percent off your first month. That's better. H.E.L.P. dot com slash Pacman show. The link is in the podcast notes. I've had such trouble finding a great razor where I am not cutting myself or getting those nicks on my skin, which are so common with the cheap disposable razors. You have to meet our sponsor, Henson Shaving. Henson actually manufactures parts for the International Space Station and the Mars Rover. 
and they are bringing that exact same precision engineering to the shaving experience. It hurts when you shave because blades extend too far and thus they wobble slightly. But with their aerospace grade CNC machines, Henson is able to make metal razors that extend just zero point zero zero one three inches. That's less than the thickness of a human hair, which means a secure, stable blade with a vibration free shave. It also has built in channels to evacuate the hair and the cream. No more clogs, no more rubbing your thumb on the razor to get the hair out. I use Henson at home. Shaving is a great experience now. Henson wants to be the best razor, not the best razor business, which means you only need to buy it once and it's awesome. Go to hensonshaving.com slash Pacman, add a razor and a hundred pack of blades to your cart, then enter the code Pacman to get the hundred blades for free. That is a three year supply. That's H E N S O N shaving.com slash Pacman. Use code Pacman. The link is in the podcast notes. I know it's almost too soon to even say this, but the 2024 election is on and you will see in the next six days just how quickly it ramps up. We have a new coupon code 24 starts now, which you can use at joinpacman.com. I would love for you to sign up on my website and become a member. There were some genuinely concerning news items yesterday related to the elections, and one of them came out of Ron DeSantis's Florida as well as Missouri. Washington Post reports Florida, Missouri, tell Justice Department voting monitors to stay outside of polling places. Federal monitors would need local permission to observe activity inside election sites. The administration of Governor Ron DeSantis has refused to allow Justice Department election monitors to go inside polling locations in South Florida saying in a letter it would be counterproductive and potentially undermine confidence in the election. Monday, the Justice Department had announced it would send monitors to 64 jurisdictions nationwide, up from 44 in 2020, to evaluate how are elections being conducted amid a wave of threats to workers working at elections, politicians and allegations of voter intimidation. Miami-Dade, Broward and Palm Beach counties were slated to receive Justice Department Civil Rights Division monitors. Uh, Florida federal monitors were sent to some Florida localities in 2020, but they stayed outside because of the pandemic. Brad McVeigh, the chief counsel for the Florida Department of State, said in a letter, those monitors will not be allowed inside polling places under Florida law. McVeigh said the Florida secretary of state's office overseen by DeSantis would instead send its own monitors. Right. DeSantis is on the ballot. It's totally logical to send DeSantis's own monitors to make sure everything is on the up and up. That makes sense, right? That makes a lot of sense. Now, there is a debate here as to whether DeSantis has the authority to stop the monitoring. And um, what the Washington Post article says is while the Justice Department is permitted to place monitors inside polling locations, the department must receive permission from local election officials. The Justice Department has said it followed standard procedure on Tuesday has monitors outside polling locations in Florida and Missouri, where state officials said they would not be welcomed inside. This is not some big smoking gun. It's just another example of how the right is all about. We need monitors. We need observers. We need this, that, the other thing. We will train you to become such an individual. Oh, the DOJ wants to send monitor. Oh, no, that would be counterproductive to have them inside. I thought more monitoring is good. And it's just another little data point about how their principles are worthless. Monitoring elections is good if it's their monitors, if it's their organizations. But if it's the DOJ, all of a sudden we don't need that. It would be uh, uh, obtrusive. It would be counterproductive. Not a surprise that as soon as it's inconvenient, they abandoned their so-called principles. Failed former President Donald Trump had a complete and total meltdown over the MAGA disaster in the 2022 midterms, uh, tantruming like a child over the last 24 hours. Trump has gone cuckoo. And as it increasingly became clear, there will be no red wave. There might be a ripple. We're still waiting, but there's not going to be a wave. 
as it becomes clear that Trump's likely forthcoming presidential run announcement next Tuesday at Mar-a-Lago may not be met with open arms by Republicans. We'll get to that a little bit later. Donald Trump pulling out all the stops stops and making a complete and total fool out of himself. Here is a real quote from Trump about last night's results on News Nation. If Republicans win, he should get all the credit. If Republicans lose, he should get no blame at all. That's not a joke. That's actually what Trump said. You've endorsed more than 330 candidates this election cycle Uh, tonight, win or lose the results for Republicans. um, How much of that will be because of Donald Trump? Well, I think if they win, I should get all the credit. And if they lose, I should not be blamed at all. Okay, but it'll probably be just the opposite. He's saying it with a straight face, guys. He's not joking. It's just like with covid where he said, I don't take any responsibility. He's not joking Uh, when they win. I think they're going to do very well. I'll probably be given very little credit, even though in many cases I told people to run and they ran and they turned out to be very good candidates. You know, they've turned out to be very good candidates. uh, But usually what would happen is uh, when they do well, I won't be given any credit. And if they do badly, they will blame everything on me. So I'm prepared for anything, but we'll defend ourselves. What a victim. What a victim. Now, he said it again with a completely straight face. As Arizona started looking shaky and people like Carrie Lake and Blake Masters and Charlie Kirk started panicking and saying, we've we got to start claiming that there is fraud here. Donald Trump took to truth social and delivered a very, very strange message. Trump looking disheveled and confused and gaunt to some degree. Uh, And again, suggesting that they there is some conspiracy to prevent them from voting in Arizona. There was no such conspiracy. Here's Trump delivering a panicked message to the great people of Arizona, Maricopa County in particular. Don't leave your line. Stay where you are. They say that the machines aren't working. They say that they're running out of paper in different locations throughout (laughs) different states. There's a lot of bad things going on. Stay online. Do not leave. I know you don't want to be there as long as they're going to try and force you. They want to delay you out of voting. Right. They want to delay you. Why? I don't know. And you cannot let them delay you out of voting. So to the people of Arizona in particular, because (laughs) that's the one that's come up right now. Stay online. Don't leave. Already a lot of people have left and it's very, very unfair what's going on. Maricopa County, don't leave. Stay there. All right. Uh, Again, we already sorted out the Arizona stuff at the top of the show. There was really no big deal going on there. Issue with a tabulator. They dealt with it. No evidence that anybody's votes uh, were suppressed in any way. And then Donald Trump posting about his endorsement record. Remember, what matters is his own endorsement record to him. Impossible to pretend they all won. Trump posting that he was 174 and nine. A great evening. And the fake news media, together with their partner in crime, the Democrats are doing everything possible to play it down. Amazing job by by some really fantastic candidates. And remember, Trump mostly is endorsing incumbents. And people who are obviously going to win. But do not be confused. The Republican Party is really considering whether it's time to bail on Trump because a lot of his big endorsements lost. Mastriano, that was a critical race, lost. Oz, lost. Tudor, Dixon, lost. Carrie Lake and Blake Masters may lose. We don't yet know. It's a long list. Lee Zeldin, lost. Uh, This was not a particularly good night for Trump. When you look at endorsements for the critical races that really matter, uh, not a particularly good night. Trump knows it. Republicans know it. We'll get to that a little bit later. Very briefly, I do want to have as an interlude here. It was a very weird day for Elon Musk on Election Day. Musk shared a Nazi meme to Twitter and then told his followers to vote for Republicans. Not a particularly normal day. Ellie Quinlan Huffteling writing a good summary of this in the Daily Beast. Um, Elon Musk posting a how times have changed meme 
to Twitter. This got 43,000 retweets and 180,000 likes in a couple hours. It's a Nazi meme. It uses a photo of a German soldier with a cage of carrier pigeons during the Nazi invasion of France. It had about 14,000 retweets in the three hours after it was posted. Um, And so that was sort of a weird thing to do. And then Elon Musk suggested on Twitter that everybody vote Republican. Elon Musk saying to independent minded voters, shared power curbs the worst excesses of both parties. Therefore, I recommend voting for a Republican Congress, given that the presidency is Democratic. This is very, very stupid. And I will tell you why. Even if in the abstract you believe that absolute power corrupts people, absolutely, you have to consider what we're talking about. Even when controlling the White House, House and Senate, Republicans still have extraordinarily when when Democrats control those three. Republicans have shown they have extraordinary power to obstruct the things Joe Biden wants to do. Uh, Most things require 60 votes in the Senate. Uh, Democrats have not had a supermajority. And as a result, everything has been a fight for Democrats. The idea that, oh, Democrats have had basically carte blanche to do whatever they want is untrue. So the framing of this idea is untrue. Furthermore, divided power isn't good just for its own sake. If the people that would hold some of that power have no business doing so, people like Herschel Walker, people like Mehmet Oz, governors like Doug Mastriano or Carrie Lake. And so this is the prototypical what I call enlightened centrist type post. Elon Musk likes to say I'm an independent. I've mostly voted for Democrats up until this year. Now I suggest voting Republicans because we want, you know, they're both the same and we've got to divide power and blah, 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 blah. This is the prototypical, prototypical enlightened centrist type argument. It is nonsense. And fortunately, there was no red wave. Our sponsor, Magic Spoon, is the breakfast cereal that tastes amazing, but without the sugar, carbs and the crazy ingredients. Magic Spoon has taken your favorite childhood cereals and brilliantly transformed them into something you can feel good about eating because each serving has zero grams of sugar under five net carbs and is packed with 13 grams of protein. So it'll work for keto and low carb, but it's really perfect for anyone who wants the occasional sweet, crunchy treat without the sugar. Their portfolio of eight plus unique, delicious flavors allow you to never get bored. My favorite is maple waffle, but they've got the classics like cocoa, fruity, frosted, Also, cinnamon roll, blueberry muffin. Our entire team has been eating Magic Spoon for years. We love it. But if you don't, they send you all your money back. It's really easy. Magic Spoon has been supporting The David Pakman Show for a long time. They always give my audience $5 off when you go to magicspoon.com slash Pakman and use the code Pakman. You can just tap the link in the podcast notes. We talk about it all the time. One of the biggest contributors to climate change is deforestation. Did you know that 15 percent of deforestation is due to toilet paper production alone, according to the NRDC? That's why I love our sponsor, Real Paper. Real Paper makes a sustainable toilet paper. No trees. It uses 100 percent bamboo. A bamboo stock can keep being harvested indefinitely. No deforestation. Real paper is certified by the Forest Stewardship Council for responsible harvesting of the bamboo grass used for their paper. Another contributor to climate change, the plastic that the toilet paper comes wrapped in. That's why real paper involves no plastic packaging. And best of all, Real paper looks and feels just like normal, traditional toilet paper. The cost is similar. It is fantastic. On their website, you can do a one time purchase or set up an easy recurring subscription the way that I did. My audience gets 30% off your first order plus free shipping. Go to realpaper.com slash Pacman and use the code Pacman at checkout. That's R E E L paper.com slash Pacman. Coupon code Pacman for 30% off and free shipping. The info is in the podcast notes. 
when you spend months predicting a massive, overwhelming red wave where you say Republicans are going to win everything and they're going to win everything easily and then it doesn't happen, you have to start figuring out who do you blame? And the Republican Party is floating the idea of blaming Donald Trump increasingly over the last 12 or so hours, 12 to 16 hours since we started getting results in in the midterms. Republicans have been slamming Trump for the election disaster, which will at best be a red ripple. The red wave is gone. Um, The question now becomes, does this in any way impact Donald Trump's plans to announce for 2024? There has been a dramatic shift in the betting markets in terms of who voters uh, rather who betters believe will be the eventual Republican nominee. Let's take it step by step. And we actually go to Fox News articles for this Fox News article published early this morning. Conservatives point finger at Trump after Republicans underwhelming election results. He's never been weaker. Many conservatives say Tuesday's election shows it's time to move on from Trump. All the this is a quote from Michael Brendan Doherty, a senior writer at the National Review. All the chatter on my conservative and Republican channels is rage at Trump like I've never seen. The one guy he attacked before Election Day was DeSantis, the clear winner. Meanwhile, all his guys are essing the bed. Real Clear Politics reporter Phil Wegman says Republican source tells me after tonight, With Trump candidates underperforming and DeSantis winning by double digits, 2024 is a free for all. Everybody in the water. If you want to take on Trump, he's never been weaker. Mm. Anecdotal tweets. One user, Max Nordau, Carrie Lake over Karen Robson, Doug Mastriano over Lou Barletta, Mehmet Oz over Dave McCormick, J.R. Majewski. Trump's big November 15 announcement should be an endorsement of Ron DeSantis for 2024. We can do better. The Reagan battalion time to move on from Trump. If DeSantis in Florida wildly overperforms all the handpicked and Trump supported Republicans in other swing districts, particularly if they lose, well, then, gosh, that is going to be a fascinating new narrative that will be commented upon by positively no one. Another Fox News article, Trump blasted across media spectrum over Republicans midterms performance. Bigger loser tonight. Remember, we spoke last week with Angelo Carasone and Angelo Carasone agreed with my perspective on Fox, Trump and Republicans 2024. They're not abandoning Trump yet, but they are setting up an escape hatch, an eject button. Call it what you will wherein they are starting to seed interviews with voters saying, I kind of like DeSantis over Trump. They are starting to publish articles about others are saying Trump's time may have come and gone. Uh, Let's look at a little bit of uh, of this article as the midterm results rolled in and the red wave long hoped for had not materialized. Many pundits and journalists pointed their fingers at Trump. Former Obama campaign strategist David Pluff on MSNBC said, I think you have to say Donald Trump has now presided over two disastrous midterms. Given the history of presidents in power, Democrats controlling all of Washington inflation, this should have been a much stronger night for Republicans. A bunch of reasons for that. But at the top of them is Donald Trump. He's deeply unpopular. He supported a bunch of horrible Senate candidates who may end up coughing up the football here. MSNBC's Chris Hayes said Republicans ascribe to Trump a totemic power he does not have. He screwed his own power. He's unpopular. He screwed you today, screwed you. It's not the full story, but it is part of the story. And the sooner you dump him, the better it is for the Republican Party and American democracy. ABC's Jonathan Carl said it was unclear who would control Congress, but Trump is the goat. What I can and not the greatest of all time. Quote, what I can tell you is the biggest loser tonight is Donald Trump. One uh, on CNN, conservative commentator Scott Jennings offered another blunt analysis. uh, Saying, quote, there's a potential narrative out of this night that if you're a discerning Republican voter trying to figure out the future direction of the party, we once again learn Trump is not a national winner for the Republicans. But DeSantis may be the next evolution of someone who can marry what you like about Trump 
but recover some people that went away from the party during Trump. We'll link to these articles and you can read all the quotes. OK, we don't yet have all the results, but it's not looking particularly good. I'm going to show you a stunning number for months and months and months. Trump has either been leading the betting markets for 2024 Republican nominee or tied with Ron DeSantis months and months and months and months. This is not a poll. OK, this is people bet. Who do you believe will be the Republican nominee? Over the last few hours, Ron DeSantis has built the biggest lead in the betting markets that he has had this election cycle. When you ask people to bet on the question, who will win the 2024 Republican presidential nomination? The leader is now Ron DeSantis. The way this works is these are betting contracts. So with DeSantis, you have to put up 41 cents to win a dollar if it's DeSantis. Whereas with Trump, you only have to put up 33 cents to win a dollar. The idea being. The more you have to put up to win a dollar, the more likely an outcome it is. This is we have not seen these numbers at any point. It is the weakest that Trump has been in years. And the next question is, does this change Trump's plan to announce his candidacy on Tuesday? Okay. Um, let's now talk about Donald Trump's plan that he has made clear is his plan to announce his candidacy on Tuesday uh, at Mar-a-Lago. Donald Trump talking about uh, initially that he might announce in Ohio. He then decided that that is not what he is going to do. And then in Ohio, he actually said we are going to make the announcement uh, on November 15th. So let's go through this step by step, starting with what Trump first teased in Florida a few days ago about Ohio. Take a listen. I will probably have to do it again, but stay tuned. Okay, so then the crowd cheers for a while, then Trump says the following. Pretty good. Thank you. Stay tuned to tomorrow night in the great state of Ohio. Stay tuned. We have a big we have a big rally there. Okay. so then people thought he's going to announce tomorrow. He's going to announce tomorrow did not happen because tomorrow, which was Monday, Donald Trump decided the announcement will be next Tuesday. I'm going to be making a very big announcement on Tuesday, November 15th at Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida. Okay, so as recently as yesterday, Donald Trump was appearing on TV and still saying, I'm going to do it. This is the latest. All right. Well, we're talking about your announcement. I do want to bring up something a lot of people have been talking about. You've had so many rallies. This This is not sped up, by the way. This is normal speed. Last year, huge rallies that we've seen. We've covered many of them here on Newsmax. But you said that you're going to do this at Mar-a-Lago on November 15th. Why the significance of announcing at Mar-a-Lago? Well, I actually would have preferred doing it at a rally, but I didn't want to take away from J.D. I didn't want to take away from anybody else that, you know, was at the particular rally. Even Marco's rally was so great. It was unbelievable in Miami. Right. And I would have preferred it. And then I said, you know, I take away. I also take away maybe from the day, which is today, because, you know, you're talking about a big announcement. So uh, I just felt that maybe it was better off doing it where it's uh, by itself a little bit. And it's uh, (laughs) just a few days, actually one week, exactly one week later. And a lot of people are going to be there. But I, I really like the idea of doing it at a, at a rally because, you know, when you have 40, 50,000 people and you make that kind of an announcement and they're all saying, do it, do it. They're screaming last night, do it. But uh, so what I did last night, I said, I'm going to do it. We're going to uh, make a really, I think, statement that people are going to be very happy about. Yeah. So the question now becomes, do the results from last night change this plan? If you're Trump, I don't think they do. Because Trump is the endless narcissist, as we all know, I think you can't sit Trump down and say, listen, sir, as he always claims, people say to him, um, you engaged, you uh, engaged, you endorsed Tudor Dixon. She lost badly. You endorsed uh, Dr. Oz. He lost. 
you endorsed Doug Mastriano. He lost. You endorsed Blake Masters and Carrie Lake. TBD. TBD. We, we don't know what's going on there. You endorsed Herschel Walker. As of this moment, he's losing. It will probably go to a runoff. And then who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what's going to happen? It's not great. And sure, you endorsed like 100 incumbents and they won, but incumbents tend to win. That's not really a big deal. Maybe you should consider not running. I don't know that even if you show Trump the numbers I just showed you in the last segment and show Trump what folks since the last segment, I think Ron DeSantis has potentially even gained a little bit. And you show Trump, listen, the betting markets increasingly say it is going to be Ron DeSantis, not you, if this is a contested nomination. I don't even know that in that case you necessarily can convince Trump not to do it. It is clear that what was previously a silent feeling within some of the Republican Party that Trump is bad for the party is becoming a more publicly acknowledged feeling. Whether it actually changes Trump's plans next week, I don't know. If indeed the announcement happens, we will cover it live and make sure, folks, this this is the start of an insane two year period. At minimum, please make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel. More than three million people watch our clips and don't subscribe. We need everybody on board for what's coming over the next two years and the defense of the democracy that we must carry out. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. If you have a friend or loved one who is passionate about the environment, here is a perfect holiday gift. Our sponsor, Established Titles, is a project that lets you ceremonially purchase as little as one square foot of dedicated land in Edelston, Scotland, so that you can call yourself a lord or a lady like the historic Scottish tradition. Some people even change their plane tickets or credit cards to include lord or lady. Your title pack comes with an official certificate. You can see exactly where your plot of land is located. It makes a perfect last minute gift. But most importantly, established titles plants one free tree for every plot of land sold. Established titles does really good work all over the world with reforestation organizations like One Tree Planted and Trees for the Future. So you'll have a great laugh whether you're Scottish or not. I'm not. But you're giving the gift of reforestation to fight climate change. If you use my link, you'll get 10 percent off and your plot of land will be right next to mine. You can see it on a map. Go to EstablishedTitles.com slash Pacman and use the code Pacman for an extra 10 percent off on top of their Black Friday deal. The link is in the podcast notes. All right. Something super interesting is starting to happen within the Republican Party. There is a campaign that has started a silent campaign or let's not not silent, a quiet campaign to be Donald Trump's running mate in 2024. Now, Donald Trump hasn't even announced many of Donald Trump's endorsees did terribly in the midterms and lost. There are increasingly Republicans who say Donald Trump shouldn't even run. And as we recently saw, the betting markets now feel that it is more likely that Ron DeSantis is the 2024 Republican nominee than it is Trump. But there are Trump sycophants, the Trump suck ups, the Trump brown nosers who are desperate to be Donald Trump's running mate. One such individual is radical Republican Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. Marjorie Taylor Greene has been floated as a possibility for Donald Trump's running mate in 2024. We know that Donald Trump, after his falling out with Mike Pence, will not be choosing Pence to run with him in 24, if indeed he chooses to be a candidate. And there have also been rumblings of, is it possible that Ron DeSantis would run or be Trump's VP? I don't think that's likely. Is it possible that Carrie Lake, if she becomes governor, would then try to become Trump's VP? Marjorie Taylor Greene doesn't like it. And Marjorie Taylor Greene is now framing this as DeSantis and Lake shouldn't abandon their states, abandon their states. This is very interesting. Marge is angling to be Trump's VP. Earlier, we also talked and we said if anyone steps into the uh, political ring and tries to challenge President Trump as far as being the Republican nominee for 2024, we feel like it's political suicide. This is his party. This is his race to run. Do you want to share your thoughts on that? Yesterday's results call that assessment into question, by the way. 
Absolutely. I, I think that it's clear and obvious. President Trump is the people's choice. He's the one that we elected in 2016, we re-elected him in 2020, and we will elect him in 2024. What we need in this country, Brian, is we need strong Republican governors like Ron DeSantis. We need strong Republican governors. We need Carrie Lake to win in Arizona. We need strong Republican governors to fight, stay in for eight years and save their states, not to abandon their states and try to run for president or any other big position. So my- I wonder why she feels that way. This is for everyone. And anyone that's considering running uh, for president in 2024 against President Trump, please support President Trump because we need him <laughs> back in the White House. Yeah. And we need him to be the nominee so that he picks me to be his running mate. Only a Trump supporter would view other candidates engaging in the Democratic process as an act of betrayal. Think about how backwards that is. Think about it. Marjorie Taylor Greene is saying. If you don't simply lay down and let Trump have the nomination if he wants it, it's in some way a betrayal. If you're a governor and you say, I'm going to go run for president, you're abandoning your state. All of this stuff is completely self-serving. And by the way, Marjorie Taylor Greene wants to be VP, despite the fact that she has done absolutely nothing for her constituents as a representative for the state of Georgia. They need Trump confirmed as the de facto candidate quickly because they want to put political pressure on the investigations that uh, are taking place to try to end them. They have a lot of different reasons why they want Trump to very quickly announce and have everyone else get out of the way. If indeed Trump follows through with announcing next Tuesday, that's part of the motivation. They want everybody to get out of the way. They want to use it to try to suppress investigations, but also they want to move on to this PR campaign for who will Trump choose as his running mate. Marjorie Taylor Greene wants to be that person. All right. A couple other little things I want to check in on, and then we'll do just a brief election update based on the things that have happened while we've been filming today. Our good friends over at the Good Liars, that's Jason and Davram. They spoke to a woman recently who says that right now Dr. Fauci is in jail in Guantanamo Bay. And it's not just Dr. Fauci, it's Obama and it's also Clinton. Hmm. Obama. I go back to the question we've been trying to answer for a long time. When is it a cult member with a cult belief? When is it an ignorant person who simply misinformed if they're, and if they're shown the truth, they will revise their views. And when is it mental illness? I don't know the answer. Let's see if we can figure it out here. What do you think about Anthony Fauci? <laughs> oh, my God. I can't even believe he made it this far. Uh, no, I just the guy's gone. He's he's in Gitmo. <laughs> so Gitmo. really, who else is in Gitmo besides Anthony Fauci? You know, you got Hollywood there. You've got politicians. You've got elites. The Clintons are there. The Obamas are there. Well, you know, um, it goes on and on. I don't want to be the one to sit here and, and misquote somebody or say something. But you don't it, want to you know, say anything irresponsible. Exactly. Right. Like Fauci, Clinton and Obama are currently at Guantanamo Bay. What do we do with this? What do we do? Is this we need better education? Is this we need antipsychotic medication? Like, what is it that needs to be done? The most actionable takeaway at every election should be she probably voted yesterday, I guess. I mean, sometimes these people are super involved in this superficial way, but then they don't actually vote. But let's let's assume she voted yesterday. We need to be voting to counteract the vote of someone who thinks Dr. Fauci is in prison, right? Someone emailed me and I don't know whether some of you think there's something to this. Someone wrote to me and said, you know, David, there's a reason why it's mostly like baby boomer types who we see repeating this crazy conspiracy stuff that they get from Facebook and elsewhere. This is this is the view of one of our viewers. And what they said is baby boomers simply didn't grow up with the Internet and social media. People my age didn't grow up with it, but it sort of cropped up when we were 10, 12, 14. And then people like my little sister's age quite literally grew up with it. And what this person said is a lot of folks just don't understand 
how to discern fake news and conspiracies and actual reliable information. They don't know how to discern reliable and unreliable Internet sources. A a fake news website is designed just like New York Times dot com, and they quite literally can't tell the difference. I don't know. Like, is that is that ageist? Is there something to the age thing? I mean, my mom's never calling me and falling for this stuff, so I I don't know that that's really what it's about. But it was an interesting idea. Um, just so everybody knows, Dr. Fauci's not at Guantanamo Bay. Barack Obama's also not there and neither Bill nor Hillary or even Chelsea Clinton are being held at Guantanamo Bay. One other. But speaking of psychosis, by the way, just one other thing. So many of you wrote to me and, and told me, David, something seems to have happened here with Mike Lindell, also known as as Mike Pillow um, in related to the election, because he's been doing some really, really strange TV appearances where he seems truly to have lost it. He claims he has all sorts of people who are here or there. Or I don't even know where. Um, yeah, it, it, it is weird. Here is a clip in which my my pillow, Mike Lindell from his airplane says he is somehow monitoring every race for fraud. People, we're going to be watching every race. We're going to have the real time crime desk going at frankspeech.com. Is that real? Like, what could they possibly be watching? Everybody <laughs> can watch me there t- tomorrow night. Um, we are tracking every race by cyber. I want all the bad guys out there to know through the Edison report, we are watching. And we also have another way to watch what's going on with the computers and the machines. So I'm putting them all on notice, Steve. They're all on notice so that we are. And by the way, you can turn in at the crime.frankspeech.com. If right. If you see any irregularities, you can report it to Pillow. You see anything, turn it in there. We're- yeah. Um, and people say to me, David, is that funny? Is that sad? Is it dangerous? What What exactly is that? Um, Mike Pillow appeared. Who the hell knows where it's so difficult to even understand where these appearances are happening. This is something called victory. I don't even know what this is. Here, he says, you know, he's catching people red handed. This was as the election results were coming in last night. Or I want to bring in Mike Lindell. Uh, Mike, you got some interesting results you wanted to share. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, first of all, when you guys were talking before I was listening to you, who, who attacked our country and what is this all about? Right. It's the CCP, the Uniparty, the deep state, the globalist, and now the <laughs> Democrat Party joining with all of us. Globalist. Um, here's what we have. In our real-time crime desk, if you have a graphic to put up, I'm going to show you just one of them, and this is from the Democrat. So we're watching these races. Vance was one. Did you? I don't even know what that was. I mean, it, it, that graphic he put up meant nothing. Vance was one. I believe they early on they were taking it, uh, taking Vance, and I think they just didn't put any injection because he totally overran the algorithm. Injection. We're watching these races, and it's like, Real-time crime, I call it a crime spike, and then you get these crime spikes, and but everybody... Yeah. So, listen, is that psychosis? I have no idea, not qualified to diagnose it. It certainly would be funny if it weren't sad, and more importantly, it's extremely dangerous because he has followers. And in all seriousness, I don't understand how his family can't get him some help and get him out of this endless loop. It has been years now, and Pillow has said, I, I, I miss my time with my family because I'm flying around doing all this stuff. I'm pouring. I think he told me during our interview, 30 something million into this stuff between lawyers and tech and who knows what the hell else. At some point, you would think his family could get him some help, but it does not seem to be happening. We have a fantastic bonus show for you today. Oh, the bonus show where you want to make money. Everybody else that makes money to fund themselves is bad. Producer Pat will join me. We are going to zoom out and do five big picture takeaways from the exit polls. The exit polls yesterday were really interesting insofar as they asked people about what do you think about the direction of the country? How did people vote depending on that? Who do you think won the 2020 election? How did people vote depending on that? You can probably guess we're going to look at takeaways from the exit polls. Secondly, there is now increasingly the claim being made. Ron DeSantis is the new Republican Party leader. Trump didn't really endorse DeSantis. He sort of begrudgingly did on Monday. And DeSantis 
very much overperformed and was reelected governor. Meanwhile, many of the people Trump picked lost. So we're going to talk about that. And then we are also going to talk about where abortion was on the ballot yesterday. It mostly saw voter support. And that is not shocking if you understand the polling data, but interesting to see in a broader context. All of those stories and much more on today's bonus show, folks, this is the start. This is the start of what will be an insane two years in American politics, which hopefully doesn't end with the end of democracy. Okay, sign up at joinpacman.com. You'll get the bonus show. You'll get commercial free audio and video streams of the show. You'll be invited to our next member only town hall. You can use the brand new coupon code 24 starts now. That's two four starts now. No spaces, all lowercase or caps. Doesn't matter. Twenty four starts now. Also, make sure you're subscribed to our audio podcast. It's on every podcasting platform, whatever you use. It's there. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. We are getting started for what is going to be a major undertaking over the next two years. I'll see you on the bonus show.